Hello, I'm glad that you're on with us today. I believe that we have something good to say that will benefit you and me and a whole lot of other people. And so I'm excited about the fact that you're listening. And uh, I want to talk about today on this broadcast of The Way I See It, The Fall in the book of Genesis chapter 3. The Fall. What do we mean by the fall? Well, you may recall that when God created Adam and Eve, he had also created a garden, and he put them in that garden, and he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion over the creation. He gave them a five-fold mandate. Now, what do we mean by that? That means this, that God wanted them to rule and reign with him. You see, that's important that we get that. That was God's original intent. And he created this couple. He created Adam, and then he made Eve from a rib out of Adam's side. And he placed them in this beautiful garden that had everything that could be imagined. In fact, today, looking back at that, we don't have any idea what all was there. We have lots of conjecture, and we've discovered things uh, by digging in that part of the world that implies certain things, but we don't really know, obviously, because we weren't there. Nobody is living today that was there. And so, as a result of that, they were placed in this beautiful garden, and they were given this directive by the Lord. Now, we don't know how much time went by before chapter 3 starts. Some people have suggested it was a matter of days. Others have suggested it may have been decades, centuries. Who knows how long that may have been. But at any rate, it was. So, uh, here we have it. In chapter 3, it says this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall eat, not eat of every tree uh, of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Now let's take a look at this. The serpent, sometimes believed to be a snake, whatever it was, the type of animal it was is really not most important. What we do know is the devil, Satan, is the serpent. And he spoke to this woman. And has God said, he questioned what God said. And then he contradicts what God said. You shall not surely die. Do you see that? Now that's important because you and I need to get a hold of that truth because Satan does exactly the same thing to us today. He begins by questioning 
contradicting and then just flat out rejecting what God says. And he causes us sometimes to think that same way. Now, unless we have renewed our mind with what the scripture says and reject those thoughts and ideas when they come, we will succumb to the same temptation that they did. Now, remember, they had authority over him, over every beast of the field, fowl of the air, everything that creeps on the earth. They were given authority over it. But here, in this case, they did not use their authority over this serpent, Satan. They succumbed. They did what he wanted them to do. And the end result of it was they lost out with God. They were separated from God. And now that beautiful relationship that they had with the Lord God is no longer there. And as a result of that, every human being sensed has been born with the propensity to sin, disobey God, do our own thing, and go our own way. And because of that, we need redemption. Now let's look at this passage a little bit more completely. Look in verse 6. The woman saw the tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes. And it was a fruit desirable to make one wise. This is also the first time that we see what is illustrated for us in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. This is the first time, of course, it existed. What does it say? All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what the world is all about. And here we see the example of it in the fall. And since that time, those same three things have been sidetracking us. Second thing I want to point out from this is that they lost out their authority to rule and reign with God as a result of this. You and I, could have had greater manifestation of authority than we do now had they not sinned and had not we ignorantly or purposefully disobeyed God ourselves. Because of their sin and our sin, the authority to rule and reign was removed to the degree that it was expected and given by the Father. Have dominion over Rule, reign, have dominion over. Replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over. You see, those are authority words. And you and I now have it, which we'll get into in the next session. But we now have that authority. And as a result of having that authority, we could rule and reign with God himself. And because of the fall, it was destroyed and removed to a great degree. But in the cross, that authority has been re-given to us. 
as I said, we'll get that later this week. But as a result of this, the fall of humanity, now what happens? What happens as a result of the fall? Well, the Bible says, when they heard the voice of God in the cool of the day, they went and hid themselves among the trees. You know why? Because their conscience was, their conscience was bothered by it. They realized that they had sinned and they didn't feel comfortable in the presence of God. You see, before the fall, the Bible indicates that God himself in the cool of the day would come and commune with them, talk with them, fellowship with them. They had that and they lost all of that. And when they realized they were sin, they were in sin, they were naked, they went and hid themselves. Apparently, the glory of God had been their covering. And so they went and hid themselves out of shame when they heard God's voice. And you know what we do? The New Testament says, we, when we realize we're in sin, we go and we hide ourselves from the presence of God. See, the person that does good, he comes to the light. But the person that's living in sin, he goes into darkness. He goes and hides from the presence of God because it makes him uncomfortable in his sin. And that's what you and I are often tempted to do is hide from the very presence of God. What we need to do is run to God, run to his presence, seek his face so that we can fellowship with him like Adam and Eve did. Next time, I'll come back and we'll talk about the residual effects of this and the blessings of it. God bless you. You have a wonderful day.